fight about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was the great sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island raised Elm City made E.C. Blues Is in the building Easy Blues you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? In life, we have always been raised to follow the proper direction. You were to look up in the night sky and follow the North Star. If you continue to follow the North Star, you will hit the most incredible place in the world where the lights will dance in the evening sky and bring to you art you have never seen before. In other note, in other words, there are some parties that you will walk to, walk into, and you'll be like, it smells like pine cones and awesomeness. Both of these things can be related to such things and amazingness that is known as the Northern Lights. The Northern Lights can guide us. The Northern Lights can raise us. The Northern Lights can consume us and show us what true art is. Now, when you have the honor, when you have the privilege to sit down with one of the key members of Northern Lights, you erase everything you're going to do that day. You make sure you show up and you show up loud and live. Ladies and gentlemen, why don't you put your hands together? Not if you're driving. Please keep your hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the amazing, the incredible one of the best with the mics, I will tell you for real. Vega, how you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going, fellas, man? What's good, man? Hi, Dave. How... Wow, that, that, that's one hell of an introduction, man. I really like it. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Well, look, man, and, and I look, the only time I blow smoke is when I'm exhaling. So, like, no joke, everything that I said comes directly from the heart. Um, you know, we, we, we've spoken before on, you know, former shows in another life and in another time zone, right? Yeah. But today, it's awesome. This first time you're, you're sitting here on Behind the Brand, you've had such an incredible career, but there's still one or two people that are playing the home game at home who have no idea what the heck we're talking about right here. Right. How did you start off in this journey? Like when, and, and, and I'm going to say this the way that it should be said, when did hip hop discover you? Because you know, we, we, we don't choose the art form in which chooses us. So when did hip hop discover you? Well, this, I'll say this is way back in the days when hip hop was really at like a turning point where people were really starting to listen to it. I, I would say like the KRS era, the Eric B and Rakim era, the um, Fushnikins era, uh, De La Soul. Um, you have Tribe that's when I started to fall in love with hip hop. That that's yeah, that that's when I started to love it. Then, first of all, I also just want to thank you so much for mentioning the Fushnikins. I feel like they've getting forgotten about on so many different levels, um, and and their theatrics was just so incredible. And when the dude started to fast rap backwards, I, I just blew me away. Yeah. I remember being a teenager and bumping that tape, and everyone thinking I was ridiculous. It's like, no, you have no idea what it takes to be able to deliver that. Um, yeah, so right, anytime right. they're mentioned, I'm like, yes. And anytime they're mentioned, not for the song they did with Shaquille O'Neal, no offense, but I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just again, being real, being real. So from the moment of when, you know, it actually like sparked your interest and, and sparked like, you know, being a fan of it, when did the pen hit the paper? Ooh. Well, I had a friend of mine. I, I kind of like wanted to see what it was about. Like, um, I can't name a particular artist that really, other than like a KRS-One that really made me say, you know what, maybe I can like try it out real quick. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend of mine that structured my rhymes. For me. And from that point, that's when I took off from there. Now, for the people who don't know um, what that means as per structuring and structuring the rhymes, let's get into that that a little bit because I do feel that that is a science that isn't really talked about, and I'd love to to take to pick your brain on it a little bit. Um, yeah. 
what exactly is structuring uh, of the rhyme or structuring of the rhyme pattern? Well, yeah, mo most times you have like, um, when you have a verse, some verses are 12 bars, some verses are eight. Mostly average is like 16 bars per verse. You have like mm -hmm. two and you have a hook in between. You probably have a hook in the beginning or you might have an intro, but mm -hmm. once you structure your verse, to go with the actual instrumental, then you're golden. You're really golden then. And also when sometimes that breaks down to it's it's about having that that couplet. It actually goes as far back as Shakespeare. Um, Shakespeare used something called um, I uh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong because um you know it's it, it's still early. Um, and you know we were we were hanging out with with Sheik Loach uh, last night, so it, it was it was a little rough. Um, it, I, uh, can't catch your tongue easy. Yeah. Got my tongue. It's also a very hard word, to, word to say, um, dynamic pandaminer where it's, it goes a, like the rhyme pattern can go a, uh, B, a, B or a, B, B, a, um, iambic pentameter, iambic pentameter for, for right. those playing the home game and want to look that up. Um, and it's incredible to see, like, it's one of the reasons why I loved in high school reading Shakespeare, because to me, Shakespeare was so hip hop. Yeah. You know, every, every bar ran into each other in, in the entire aspect. Um, so I, I do feel that that really that that structure aspect can do so, so much, because no matter what, you can tell a story. But when you can tell that story and it actually gets someone to bob their head to it, or yeah. they can then kind of look what word's going to come next. Because if the rhyme pattern breaks down this way, what different word is this, is this MC going to put instead of, you know, is he going to say car or bar or, you know, or tar, you know, it, it becomes this incredible, incredible game. And I think personally, again, I don't pour salt on anyone else's hustle. I feel in all of music, not just hip hop, it that's an art form that is starting to get lost. Um, how do you feel being someone who does have the pen, who does understand structure? Um, how do you how do you feel and how do you sit in you know the music that is today? Well, I feel the the most important thing is to be original with all that you do. I mean, talent, you know, I feel that is something that's within you. You have to work on that, you know, like to be good, be great. So I feel like you shouldn't really want to model yourself after somebody. Just be original with it. Mm -hmm. with, with your pen, just let it go. Mm -hmm. Let it go. And just I, me personally, I work off of a lot of feeling. Mm -hmm. Feel it. I'd rather feel it. And it usually comes with the instrumental. Awesome. Now, now, speaking of feeling, um, the uh, the EP that you released, uh, Million Dollar Man, I have so many different questions. Is this a reference to the original Steve Austin, or is this the reference to like, Ted DiBiase, or is this like a reference to both? Or, you know, have you been rebuilt, or are you just, you know, ro rolling in the dough? Let, 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 let's, let's, let us know. It's more of a reference to the Ted DiBiase, because I, I, I love WWF, man, and... And him and Virgil, I mean, come on, man. You you couldn't beat that, man. A guy throws a hundred dollar bill himself after he beat you. And <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah. I, I love wrestling, man. So it definitely was on that Ted DiBiase right there. Well, it, Although I, it, I love six million dollar man and you know, I that's a pretty good series. I, I used to watch that. Didn't want to put my age out there. <laughs> no, it's all good. No way. Man, I'm the one that made the reference, bro. No worries. And I only made the reference because they talked about the doll of the $6 million man in 40-year-old virgin. So we're not dating ourselves too much. We're just, we're just you know, <laughs> playing it where it needs to be. But, yeah. you know, as, as you do go through it, and I love because they it's entertainment business mm -hmm. where the people who get over the most and get over as per becoming the most popular are exactly what you said in, in, you know, a couple beats ago, the most original when they are playing their own self, just turned up to 11. Yeah. Um, 
Now, was that something that you came to naturally or with dealing with the absolutely amazing uh, Northern Lights? Or I don't know, like, is, is it something that, that, that they, they help craft you, like someone breaking down and, and helping you deal with your, your uh, rhyme patterns? Or was this just who you are, well, 100%? Um, yeah, you could say that is who I am, but you know, they did rub off on me from, from the start. Once I, once they formed the group, I was there mm -hmm. when they formed the group. So I was there from like the beginning and mm -hmm. I kind of like went off on my own or they kind of like pushed me off on my own. Like, yo, you need to start doing you, man. Do you, we mm -hmm. got here. And I was like, all right, you know, cause I have no problem with being like the, the like the split star to bust the rhymes. I had no mm -hmm. problem when they had shows. I was there every show, so you know right. I it, I give them pretty much all the praise for a lot of the stuff that I've been doing because I still do use their name. So mm -hmm. no, it, it, and and it's something that that is absolutely incredible because you know you, you were there from day one with, with Northern League, you were, you were pushing and they started to, to, to push you out more towards the aspect. And it, to me, from the musical story, it, it has that similar feel to like the time. You know, yeah. Prince, Prince was working with the time and then the time had to take that step out into their own and, and Morris Day had to really, you know, be that, that limelight. You have to know in any type of game, but especially in the entertainment game, you know, you have to know when it is time to, to quote um, the 48 laws of power, out time to outshine the master. And, and, and when the master is pushing you out there to go and jump in and outshine, you know, it's, it is really, it is your calling to go out there and do it. And, and I just want to give you your flowers for really stepping outside of a comfort zone and taking it on yourself and doing it the right way as per being the day one that was there just to do what was necessary to now being the one Right. And that is out there grinding. And thank you, man. You that all the time, man. Word. Uh, you, 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 you are loved and you are respected. Um, what is the difference in recording with a group project to recording with a solo project? Mm. Well, you have a different, you have a lot more minds when you're dealing with uh, a group project. Um, dealing with a solo project, a lot of it falls on you which you kind of go through that anyways, when you're doing your own stuff, you kind of want to go through, you know, like the business aspect with the, the, the musical aspect on, on that. So yeah, the, the difference is, I, I would say you would have like more minds on, on a group. And I think it would be like, everyone takes on the burden equally. Know what I mean? But mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone does it equally. Versus being solo, you take on everything yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, did you did you stumble in the initial like leaving the the starter blocks, um, you know, and having to take it all on yourself? Because that's one of the toughest things out there. It's not necessarily easier to be in a group. Full blast of all the bullets. Right. You know what I mean? When you're solo. You're taking that entire buckshot in the chest, uh, yeah. and it hurts. And it burns. Um, did it? Did it stumble you, or were you just like jumping out there, understanding you had that S on your chest, and 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 you just go for it? No, actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I I was more hesitant because I didn't want to. I didn't want to do nothing solo, really. I well, yeah. once I left the league, I did. I was with it, this. This other gentleman, we had another group that lasted maybe about a month, month and a half. Mm -hmm. After that, kind of like to be like, I got to do this on my own because I can't fail because he doesn't want to do anything. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, we got to do this, man. When that, when you got to strike now, man, you can't be hesitating, man. So, and my partner was hesitating too much. So I kind of like, that kind of pushed me to go solo. And then from that point, I was just off and running there. The true definition of he who hesitates eats last. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. And, and now how, 
not to get too personal, but this is kind of what it is. Um, you are you still able to maintain a good like friendship and relationship with that other partner? Um, yes. You yeah. know, but that's yeah, that's we're awesome. Still, still cool. Cool. No, we, that, that's that's the thing. Together, but yeah, we're still cool. <laughs> Word. Well, now look, you know, sometimes relationships evolve and and or devolve, uh, but it's always important that you know we stay somewhat connected with them. Because that was a lesson. That was that was a, an amazing life lesson that this guy taught you, just by going by his own actions. And you know, as much as you know, the Northern League pushed you to go and be solo and, and do what's necessary. This guy gave you no other no other no other option. Um, and that's dope. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the biggest thing for a solo artist, I would think, would be his support system. Mm-hmm. Have nobody to oh man, you, you need a good support system, man. That's true. You gonna be there that's gonna tell you what's what and how it is. Don't show anything, man. You really shouldn't. Like, yo, just give it to me how it is. Like, yo. Mm-hmm. And that's what Northern League had did for me. So mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, like told me how it was and what it's gonna be. And that they have my back. Don't worry about it. Right. That person is Gio. Went off from there. Vegas, that person HGO? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, tell me about mailbox money, Vega. Um, Silicon Valley, um, all these uh, great shows that your music has been a part of. Um, how did you get into that? How did you learn about just marketing your music, not just for fans to be entertained by it, but just for all these shows? What makes the right song for a TV show. Please talk to me about that. Well, you you do need the right mindset. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly there gonna be no explicit lyrics, of course, because you know you be on a TV show and um, you really gotta go hard at it, man. And I was just glad that I had the opportunity through Northern League, through their producer, FS, mm-hmm actually helped me out with pretty much all the licensing that have gotten on that note. And, you know, I just went hard. I just went hard and developed all these songs and they just had a lot to pick from. And I was just glad that they liked what I was doing at the time I was. How did it feel to your reaction the first time? Just, uh, just, just hearing that song on the television show. How, how was your? Uh, how were you on Cloud Nine? Tell me just a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah, when I first heard it, and like I jumped up, like, like, oh man, and and it's a feeling that you get, man. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely, it definitely, and it pushed me to do more. Like, oh man, I mm-hmm. I really like this right here. Mm-hmm. My kid, so that kind of like, that that was good for me as well. It's very on cloud nine. That that's cloud nineteen, probably. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. I can definitely imagine. I can definitely imagine that that that's really uh, satisfying, especially for all the hard work that you put in. Oh man, that that's that's definitely a feeling right there to hear your own music on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And I recorded it so I can listen to it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Heck my yeah. yeah, for that, yeah. <laughs> um, now, just for like a little bit of advice, just for like any independent artist or any independent produce, producer, something somebody wants to go that similar pathway as yours, how important is just marketing when it comes to music? Because necessarily just what I learned just through different interviews and just different musicians we have on the show and just for me working from different stations before, you don't need to be famous doing music. No, you don't. A good profit off, your, off yourself. Um, just tell just that, that one young perspective, why is it important just to stay the course? Well, it is important. I, I would feel it's important because, you know, there's... In order to be heard, you should market yourself the right way. You want to be mm-hmm. heard as much as possible. You want to be promoted as much as possible. So I feel that 
every opportunity that knocks on your door, please open that door. Yeah. Open, take that opportunity because you never know when that next opportunity can happen. Mm-hmm. You need heard like everywhere. You want to be heard. You want to be in this mm-hmm. music business. You want to be heard everywhere, everywhere. I literally mean that. You want to be heard everywhere. So you take advantage of all the opportunities that are given to you, especially marketing. You market yourself mm-hmm. in a big way. You can say yes to that easy. Oh, no, totally. It's 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 kind of like what we were talking about before where, you know, the, the, the best entertainers take their who they truly are and they turn it up to 11 mm-hmm. because – Unfortunately, when you are dealing with the arts, you also have to look at it, the business aspect of it, and you have a product, the, but the product itself isn't just the song or the track, it's the artist. The, you know, when someone can connect with that artist on a personal level, they are more willing to invest in them and help move forward. You know, this is why I say all the time, whether you have three streams or 3,000, be thankful, because those three streams, three people, took four minutes out of their only 24 hours of the day and they selected four minutes to hang out with you. Yep. Yeah. So celebrate that and thank them every second because they don't have to. There's a bajillion songs on these streaming services. Okay. I I don't, I I don't put names out there because they don't pay me, but (laughs) you know, there's a bajillion songs. (laughs) And the fact that one person was like, yo, this looks interesting. I'm going to listen to it. Love it, hate it, whatever. They took time. Time is a very limited source. You merely have from your born date to your death date. And we're dealing with the dash in between. And that dash in between, it's it's finite. And they invested a little bit of that dash in you. Thank them. If you see them out there, hug them. Now, on the other side of that, if I'm out with my kids and I'm having dinner, wait a second. (laughs) Don't come running up to the table and try to talk with me. Let me eat. Let me get the food out of my mouth. Let me not look a fool. Let me have a couple moments with my children. And then I got you. You know, if you see me out, you know, out and about and I'm just doing the social thing, come and talk. I'm here. Let's build. Let's grow. But also, you know, as much as I respect you investing your time in me, you know, I don't show up when you're trying to, you know, unless you need it for movie music, when you're trying to have that intimate moment with your partner, I don't show up there and be like, hey, I got this great song idea I want you to hear. So don't come up to me when I'm hanging out with my kids trying to eat a meal. That's all I'm saying. It's a two-way street. (laughs) I understand that. That's understandable. That's understandable. You know. But yeah, it's good to interact and, and engage with, with your fans, man. And and like you said, um, they took that four minutes of their day to listen to your song, man. You should appreciate that and thank them. I don't know about the hug thing because of the COVID. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm a but hugger. Thank them, man. You really should, man. Right. Good to interact with your, with your fans. Now... As you have grown through through the game itself and, and dealing, obviously, with every single um, part of it, what is your favorite part? Is it the writing? Is it the recording? Um, is it the marketing? Um, or is it play, or is it rocking rocking it live and and feeling that energy? Or is listening to us on WNHHLP one hundred three point five FM New Haven? Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, L City Made, E Z Blues is in the building behind the brand. We got Vega with us. Vega, if I didn't lose your train of thought, please continue. Oh no! Yes. <laughs> wow. Doing the shows, the shows is the best part. But other mm-hmm. than, I love the recording mm. because. Okay. See the project from its war, like its raw aspect. Mm-hmm. And once you add everything, all the different parts and everyone, and it all meshes together and then push play. And now listen mm-hmm. to it. From the time that you very first heard it, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, man, we just cooked a dinner. Look at that. It's beautiful, man. It really is. It's beautiful. 
no, it, it is truly an incredible process. I, I, I say it often. It's very similar to like, you know, raising a child, you know, when the child first comes into the world, it's, it's just this thing. And then you get yep. to watch it grow and to be its own person and have its own personality. And that's the same thing with, with, with any type of track, you know, it had, you had the concept of it, but then it takes on a life of its own. And at some points can be larger than you thought it was ever going to be. Did you ever have that moment? Like where that you, you thought it was like that throwaway song or just something you needed to get out there real quick. And it took on a life of its own and it kind of became a staple for you. Uh, yeah, I had a song called Scramble Eggs. I didn't really like that song. Scramble Eggs? Yeah. I remember Scrambled Eggs. I had to think about it. I remember. No. <laughs> Why didn't you like Scrambled Eggs? I thought you did good on that. I forgot no. about the song. <laughs> when, when I did, I liked it. But then after yeah. a while, I, I heard it again. And then I heard uh, it again. And then I was like, yo, this this is like trash. <laughs> and, and they was like, yo, what are you talking about, man? And I was like, yo, I really don't like this. Like, I don't like the way it flows. Yeah. It's something about it. And it was like, nah, man, it's pretty dope, man. I like this, man. And then all of a sudden, we had gave it to the radio station, and they, they kind of liked mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, I remember when we first, they be, wow, that, that's <laughs> very, very interesting to me. That wasn't the title, or, yeah. it, or that was, it was the title? That, that, was, that, was, that was the reason? Well, no, the title was what they said would get people to get yeah. up. Yeah. Eggs. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. That make them you make them want to listen to it. Uh -huh. Like what is sounds interesting. Yeah, facts I, yeah, I really didn't like. I didn't really like that. Oh man. That, that, Which, that, that, I mean, no, 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 no. I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised. <laughs> you <laughs> broke Preston's up. heart. You broke Preston's heart. My, my heart's not broken right now. I'm just He's intrigued. heartbroken. My heart's not broken. I'm just intrigued. But um, but just from coming from assumption, I thought he liked the song. But one song I think you really did like was a song called Justice. Now tell me about making that track. Cause you had Kodak on there, and you had I believe was it HG was on the track too. Yeah, that? me, Theo Kodak was up yeah. there, man. Oh man, that track, and it and it's crazy because the, the when we made that track, yeah. it was years before we put it out, and it was still relevant. Yeah, Which, it's kind of sad that it's relevant, but yeah, it was. I, it was. I agree. And I was like, "Wow, man, that's one of my favorite tracks right there." Because yeah. it came like you really, I really dug down to get that, man. Because mm. you got so much frustration in your heart, and you wanna, you wanna put it all down. You got to get it all in this little space right here. So you got. I wanted, you know, I really wanted to hit on a few points that that I I didn't like. That I see going on. Yeah, very impactful. Very impactful track. Um, it felt like you guys put a lot of time into it. Um, and it's crazy um, when you said it, it was finished years before. And just out of yeah. curiosity, when was the song completed? Was it like back in the early 2010s? Because there's a lot of songs way back decades ago that can still relate to today. And I think both of you can agree just as musicians. I think we did that song probably around 17 or 18, 2017, 2018. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Gio, he'll, he'll know more than me. But mm -hmm. it's probably, yeah, I'm thinking it's about 18 because we released it, I think, in 2000. Mm -hmm. Wow. Or yeah. 2000, no, no, 2020, I'm sorry. Yeah. 2020, I think we released that. That's crazy. Because something went on. Something yeah. went on. It's always going on. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, I think this is the right time. And I was like, yeah. do it. Put it out. Put it out. Let the world hear it, man. Nah, it, it's it's so true. And and you never know, like, um, not to float our own book, we, we have a song called Live in Technicolor. Um, mm -hmm. And it, I originally wrote the song because of, of uh, the tragedy of Eric Garner. Um, and, but then, you know, we were, we were, getting ready to, to put the demos together and start to release stuff. And a marketing person was like, hey, now this is 2019. Um, you got to get this as part of the Bernie Sanders campaign, you know, force release it, get it out there and just try to get it in their hands. 
So we did it. It came out in March of, of 2019. And then the world froze. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know, everyone knows what happened. We don't have to talk about it. Um, and the song really wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, and it was just kind of like sitting out there in, in the world. And then it was a song about revolution, um, mm-hmm. about a positive revolution. And I used to joke around live that the song, is it's a type of song to burn cars to. And then everything <laughs> happened in that summer. Yeah. And we started to see that song trend in Seattle, trend in Atlanta, yeah. trend in a place where revolution was actively happening. And the realization that I was like, oh my gosh, uh, someone might be burning a car to this song. It hits different. So yeah, I th- actually actively took, I don't say that when we play that song live anymore. I just let the song speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so you can write something that was relevant five to 10 years ago. And, and, and same thing happened with, with Manny James and, 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 you know, dear America, uh, still yeah. to this day breaks yeah. my heart at every, every note. Um, you know, but these were songs that were written for, for the past that makes more sense in the present and the future. And that's a problem. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, when, when we can still play Marvin Gaye's What's Going On <laughs> and still look around and go, what, what, what's going What's still going on? Um, yeah. how, how do you navigate that? You know, obviously you and I have different perspectives because of, you know, stupid little class systems and, and people being ignorant and wanting to divide. Um, but how do you relate through, through all this? How do you continue to push through? Well, man, you just gotta, you gotta feel, you, I, I feel you, you place everything in God's hands and there's gonna be, you know, like, you, you gotta place it in God's hands and push forward, man. And just feel that, you know, you, there's, you have a purpose on this earth. Me and my wife were just talking about this. Like, what's your purpose in life? Like, what do you think you're here for? It's a reason we're all here. And I feel I haven't, I haven't fulfilled my whole purpose yet. I still think I got, I got a lot to do. That's, that's awesome. And, and, and to be honest, you know, knowing you the way that, that, that I know you and knowing your art, you do. Um, and we are very blessed to watch you do it and hopefully participate as for helping promote it or have you on, on this show. Um, Thank you, man. What is that? Of course, of course. Yeah, what what is that one moment so far for you? What has been that one moment in you, either whether it be a performance or when you had that hurt, when, when everything just aligned in the studio? Where was that moment where you're like, yep, this, I'm just cracking the surface of why I'm here. What was that moment for you? Wow. <laughs> I would say, well... My daughters, I would have to put my daughters in there, man. Like, like, wow. That's what's up. This is what this, so this is part of the reason why I'm here to bring these little girls in life and just have them enjoy life, enjoy life for what it's for. Mm -hmm. Before we burn it all down, man. But yeah, that's when I started to notice like, wow. Just seeing my daughter's face, any birth is gonna make a father like mm-hmm. look at life differently from a different perspective from that point on. Just looking at his daughter. Yeah. Or no, any it, it, child. Yeah, no, it's 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 truly it is transformative. And and as we say it's transformative and something that is incredible, it's also not for everybody. We're being real. Some people probably shouldn't have kids, and I'm okay with that. Like do you be happy, live your life. Um, it's probably better. Um, we, we, you know, so, some species get better by procreating. Some species get better by not so procreating. And I think at some points in times, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, but <laughs> when you can realize, and, and you, you kind of did it in the reverse in your, your, your hip hop career. Um, when you become like a parent, you then realize that, oh, this story isn't just about me anymore. 
Now I've got to figure out how to play the supporting role instead yep. of the lead character. But you had the reverse where you come through as a supporting role and had to learn how to be the lead character in your music career. Um, did that happen at the same time? Did you have that beautiful yin and yang um, happen at the same exact time? Oh, you could say. You could maybe, uh, not exactly, but you know, it's one eh, probably around the same year, definitely. Nice. I'm just blessed that I, I had such a good support system like I did that helped me right. out because guys that would love to be in the shoes that I was in. And, mm -hmm. and I've seen guys that didn't have it as good as I did. And mm -hmm. I and I don't knock them for that. I just, you know, you just got to push. I got to push just as well. Nothing is given. Nothing is given at all. Nothing. They gave me nothing. They, well, mm -hmm. they gave me opportunity, but I had to step my foot out there and, and go get it for myself. See, that is one of the most incredible statements out there. And, and, and I co always refer to that pop culture reference of when God closes a door, he opens a window, right? Right. I feel there's a second part of that that we forget. When God closes a door, he opens the window. You still have to go through that window. And that's what you did. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, you still got to go. Yeah, you're right. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Vega, music is timeless. Um, do you feel it's disrespectful when they say that an artist has a shelf life? Yeah, honestly, when you think about it, I mean, you know, look at Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, this dude is well into his 50s and he's still spitting out the hottest bars that I've like ever heard, man, like you, when you still got to push the rewind button like four, five, six, seven, eight times, Correct. like what do you mean by that? And then you got to research it. And this is just a song. And it's like, wow, look how much time you're spending on researching what he said. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, he ain't even write it down, but yeah. <laughs> true, yeah. so true. <laughs> So oh, yeah, I do think it's disrespectful to say an uh, uh, artist has a shelf life. There are artists that are that are doing this well into their fifties, well into their sixties. Mm -hmm. Look at look at Dre. Come on, yeah, he's he's forty. Look at too short. Mm -hmm. Come on, Still. if not, not snooping them, they got the West more. They 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 got a track out that that is one of the hottest joints out. Mm -hmm. I think. Oop, uh, too short, and uh, um, I forgot the other one over there. But yeah, they they formed a group, and now I think they're touring. All mm. these guys, they're fifties, so I think music is timeless. Do you feel a lot of independent artists don't really know how much valuable resources they have now when it comes to apps? Um, just different tools, different instruments. If like imagine back in the late 90s, early thousands, you had YouTube and SoundCloud and all these great platforms just to use. Do you think they don't really know and don't really appreciate the stuff they have now? Because back then, um, just starting out, you really had to work a lot harder to get your name out there. No matter if you had a team or not. Yeah, true that. Um, I really hope they do appreciate it, but yeah, they. I don't think that they do understand how good they got it now versus how we had it back then. Because mm -hmm. then you had to burn your own CDs. You had to get your CD, uh, the, the jacket inside. You had to buy the CD jewel case, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. press kits. Um, and then you had to go in and manually do all this. You didn't have to, you didn't have to really had to go to the barbershop, give them 10 Yo, what can you do? Boom, you have to go over to the convenience store up the street, do the same thing, and then yeah. go all over and do that. You don't got to really do that no more. I don't really, I, I mean, I don't think, I think for merchandise, maybe they like for like promo when a guy is at his own show, maybe you might catch a CD or 
I think they do the, the digital cards now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just go online and do it that way. But it to me, it was way harder 10, 12 years ago than it is today. You mm-hmm. don't even have your room to do all the stuff I just talked about. You, <laughs> you don't. You really don't. Easy to see the light bulb above you. Oh yeah, no, I've got, I got, I got but, things to say. But, but before you go in, um, can we all agree that the business card has expired? All you have no. is a phone now, or no? No, no. I think it's good to have a business card still because okay. you you can interact hand to hand, like right in front of you, like, hey, take my business card. They may take it and take a screenshot of your business card and throw that out and still work off of it off of the phone. Mm. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the other thing. It's good to have that second get giveaway because, mm. you know, you hand that to that person more than likely they're going to put it in, in their pocket. Mm-hmm. When you, when you switch over to like a phone, you know, or just like dropping someone's IG, um, you still have to reach out and make that connection later on. You have to remember that. And now that person's personality really has to boost me to that point. Um, where I can reach into my pocket from the night before when you're checking to see what the heck you got into and you pull out, oh, this business card. Oh, I remember this person. They were dope. I should hit them up. Where you have that second point is truly, truly important because if not, you're just hoping. You know, you're decreasing your options for someone to have a callback. Hmm. Um, you know, that's why business cards really important. And, and there was this incredible technique that uh, I just learned at the play music conference that happened in Philadelphia, uh, last week, um, or two weeks ago at this point. Right. Uh, so this, this gentleman, a, a phenomenal person on a networking panel said, you're all doing it wrong. When you exchange information, you should also be like, Hey, what do you do on Wednesday and bring up your Google calendar and then make that connection? So like if you're playing a show and you know, you're talking with people about going out and, and play, play, you know, Oh, make sure you come to the show, take out your Google calendar and make it an, make it an event on the Google calendar. Be like, yo, can I get your email so that you get a reminder an hour before the show time? Um, you know, that's a great way to use the digital aspect with not having the business card. As right. many points of contact that you can have is more opportunities to bring in that fan, that person, or in some points in time, the monetary needs to support your art. So right. I'm a fan of the business card. Me too, yeah. on WNHHLP 103.5, FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. Vega, happy to have you with us. No disrespect, but continue, brother. Yes, sir. Oh, I thought I interrupted you, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he was just saying dang right or something, something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Easy. No, but it, it's it, to to talk about what we were talking about a little bit on the on the uh, the last segment. Mm-hmm. The game has also completely evolved. I do one hundred percent feel. I won't speak of it from the hip hop terms, but from 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 the rock terms or the grunge terms. If YouTube was a early nineties, more people would be caring about Mother Love Bone than Nirvana. Um, Nirvana was marketed correctly. That being said digitally that's what's going on right now all those people and uh, spoiler alert i'm going to tell everyone there's no no santa claus all those people that have you know organically breaking millions upon millions of views on youtube or tiktok there's a marketing strategy behind that there are actual business meetings that, that, that go forth and you know they've just figured out this new medium on how to monetize it um so it's become a new hustle all to itself how do you navigate that new hustle coming from the older, you know, boots to ground hustle? How does that translate? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it is, it is a definite grind. So you do got to get yourself in there, man. You got to get your feet wet, man. Mm-hmm. And it's a day-to-day thing. It's not nothing that's going to just happen overnight. 
got to keep doing it. You got to invest in yourself, man. That's the best way I can say it, man. You you won't do yourself wrong. So invest in yourself and watch what happens when, you know, like all that hard work you've been doing. And then when you see it does come back monetary, you know, like whatever streaming or whatever they're dealing with, BMI, ASCAP, whichever. And they do see those checks come in. You start to be like, wow. Wow, look at look at what I did, man. And then you want more, and then you want more, and then some more. <laughs> but yeah, no, man, it's a grind. It definitely is a constant grind, man. It, it, it's so interesting. I love that you want more, you want more, you want more, because when you are feeding your passion, your passion does come forth. You know, there's a lot of different references between like love and addiction, or even like that passion and addiction. Um, where it, it just messes with the incredible serotonin levels of your brain. Um, yeah. How have you been able to manage that and the real world, the world of being a father, the world of being a husband, you know, the world of, of you know, having to be a neighbor? How do you deal with that? Well, I was going to say you you don't really want to, you can com com compartmentalize, but mm -hmm. you know, gotta like keep that part of your life like especially when you're when you're dealing with like music and you're mm -hmm. ready to I kind of like gotta be by myself so I'll make sure that I, I do set some time aside other than family life and then basement where it's real dark and cold <laughs> at the movement right. right yeah and they know better they don't come down to bother me either right <laughs> I, I love I love that aspect as well because I I always say like pre-show or pre-recording session or, or or you know preset I have that pre, I have that you know pre-fight aspect of it where I'm getting ready to be called down to the ring and and that is that is that is my Thunderdome I, I say all the time you know I will find Valhalla when when I die on stage um, you know. And I know that that's that's a very big aspect for everyone, yourself and, and, and everyone else in, in the Northern League. Um, how do you maintain that? How do you continue to, to, you know, show after show, have that fire? I love music. I just love it. And it's not just rap. I love rap. I love hip hop. I'm starting to like a little bit of K-pop. Just a little. You know, I do. <laughs> in the genre but yes i like soul i like i like country i, I did right. you'll find something that you like mm -hmm. it's wayne i think she's one of the best country artists i've ever heard man and i just love music well wow. this is one of the best interviews we've had in a really long time but unfortunately they're pulling the apollo curtain on us and they said oh. the time is is super califragilimited but we want to give this moment for you to link out all of your social medias, how can people get in touch with you? How can people invest in you? How can people support your art? The the platform is yours. It has been an honor and a privilege. Vega, how you how you doing? Good, man. Hey, man, I would like to just thank you, fellas, man, for the opportunity, man. You could catch me on Instagram, um, scar under underscore Vega at Instagram. You can catch me on Facebook on my Scar Vega account. Um, my music is on Spotify. You can catch me on iTunes. Um, uh, pretty much almost every streaming site, I'm, I'm there. If I'm not, I will be. I'm there, though. I'm there. And I would like to thank everyone, man, for, for tuning, tuning in, man, seeing me. I'm here. I'm real. The voice is, this is my voice. I, I don't have, like, any... <laughs> So this is the voice, man, because I know people are like, yo, how do you get your voice like that? A lot of cigarettes and some other things, man, that they just made. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and the voice is money. We can all agree with that. <laughs> that voice is marketable. That voice is money. And when you look up Scar, S-K-A-R-R, -R, not S-C-A-R. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you, brother. No, thank you. Yeah, look for that right gentleman right there. And uh, Vega, it's always been a pleasure. I'm happy to hear from you, and I look forward to more great conversations with you, because I know this is more to come from you, brother. And oh, yeah. With us. A lot of things coming, man. I got a group mm -hmm. that 
you've got called Exile Court. I just okay. want to know uh, your boy Kodak is with it, man. I got a couple of MCs, my boy J Live 45. I got All right. on it. And then I got my own solo project I'm doing as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of content that will be out this year, man. And I won't stop, man. I, I just love music, man. Vegas, appreciate you so much. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues, is in the building. This has been Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Trying here when they tell me not to shoot. shoot. Run for shoot. your life, I'm about to let it loose. Back against the wall, so they better watch my moves. Feeling like I'm best shit, yeah, I got the juice. I ain't trying here when they tell me not to shoot. Run for your life, I'm about to let it loose. Back against the wall, so they better watch my moves. Feeling like I'm. Gonna forever make it happen Down to increase the profits Of all that chit chatting And they wonder how I hit my number Got it stacking I'm excessively aggressive Meaning I keep attacking Attacking Million dollar man interactions I'm breaking bread with made men You broke from distractions I'll put your health in a box Sort of like I'm packing Smoke a bone I'm relaxing on my phone Quarterback and call me Big hours Anytime after midnight Phone blowing up I told them all to sit tight Closing deals with the plug He told me get right Large amounts every time I face them I'm tossing dreams on the table I told my team to chase them Haters love to be in their feelings So embrace them Hops running into a ditch We just face them Any rotten apple on my squad I'll replace them Push it to the limits like a red line Be wary of narcos Know they like to slap us with that fed time Product in the kitchen is a popular musician We just headline. Got them all outside like a deadline Yeah, I know a lot, but I say a little You ain't involved in this resolve, read between the riddle Snap my fingers, put you in the middle It was nothing to leave that boy under the hospital I ain't trying here when they tell me not to shoot Run for your life, I'm about to let it loose Back against the wall, so they better watch my moves Feeling like I'm best shit, yeah, I got the juice I ain't trying here when they tell me not to shoot Run for your life, I'm about to let it loose Back against the wall, so they better watch my moves Feeling like I'm... Bang.